0: Dude, so on the way over here, I was getting out of my car and I was cleaning up the chips (laughs) after the whole chip ordeal. (laughs) And I was cleaning out my car and some dude walks past me and starts singing at me as if he was giving me the gift of this song.
1: He was blessing you.
0: And I never know what to do when people do that.
1: You have to sing back. Have
0: you ever been sung at?
1: Yeah, it gets awkward at first It gets awkward
0: and I don't know what to do I don't know if you're supposed to smile or laugh Or just sit there and take it Like, what do you do when
1: someone's just singing at you? I've had these situations often Not often, but I've had them before Many times And it's like, there's this barrier of extreme awkwardness Especially when it's someone you know That you're, like, friends with And they just start singing to you And then you just, I just sing back I just sing whatever I feel like singing back But then is it like mocking what
0: they're doing? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, dude. I don't get it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, this is another podcast with Evan, and we decided to mix it up today, and we're on the beach. So if you can hear the beach in the background, that's why we're in Carlsbad. It's pretty Um, sick. There's a few things I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, I mean, to start off
1: you basically just quit your job and moved to Panama. Well, technically, like, I quit, but, like, it's 1099, so I kind of just left and then came back. It's not like a 9 to 5 where I, like, am, like, stuck in hours, like, hours a day working where I, like, don't like it. It's like I turned it off for a little bit, traveled, and then came back. So what inspired that move? I think, uh... A lot of things I was in a super unhappy relationship where I was dating this girl that was just like it was just not it was just not good it was just super like manipulative and I just wasn't happy in the relationship and I feel like when I get in like spaces like that I just like explode inside and do like chaotic shit just to like break my habits because like in the end of the day the only reason I went was because I just wanted to like switch up my habits and like find a new perspective of life and like see a new way that people live their life um so yeah that was like the main inspiration i also read a lot of books on traveling and stuff and it's like a very powerful way to like change your life and it helped me a lot for sure in many ways
0: when you met the people in panama what was your first impression of them because i have different thoughts kind of on this topic um like if you think about what a human is we're all kind of biologically the same right yeah and at our core i think all humans are very much the same but when you travel you realize that that's not necessarily true people are very different yeah so what i'm interested in is like what are the similarities that you noticed in the people in panama like what qualities did you relate with and then what was
1: different about that them and their culture. Well, I think it's such a it's such an amazing uh, it's a good question because it's such like a completely different way of life in Panama. Like so I went to this small little place called Bocas del Toro. It's like this literally like tiny island on the Caribbean side of Panama and I lived there for three months just on this small little island. Um, and the way of life there is so simple and it's completely different from living in California and San Diego because here, it's like there's traffic everywhere. Like you get on the freeway, like, and it's just like concrete everywhere. And it's like, everyone's just like racing towards nothing. Literally, if you think about it, like people wake up and most people go to their jobs. Most people don't even like their jobs. And they just go because they don't even know, you know, they don't even know why they're going. And there's just hundreds and hundreds of endless cars on the freeway, constantly driving. And you go to Panama and there's like nothing happening. And it's just like simple. And like there's just good people and there's beautiful views and beautiful animals and jungle. Um, and super like grateful, happy human beings to interact with. Um, and here it's just a completely different way of life, I think. It's just way more complicated here. And over there it's just so simple. You know what I mean? It's just simple. Like there's just no distractions. If that's like the easiest way to put it, there's nothing distracting you. It's just simple life.
0: Do you you think that there are trade-offs to the simplicity? Like what are the downsides of Panama? I mean, obviously, uh, maybe I I think if it was really like this, just beautiful, simple, everything was amazing place, then the whole world would want to move there. But what are the reasons
1: Well, I think it's a matter of perspective 100%. Yeah. Because for me, the downsides of moving there are actually upsides. Because there, for example, like if you want to order something on Amazon, it takes like two months. And I think that simplifies life because you don't really need shit to, you know, you don't need to be like buying shit all the time. And then on top of that, um, it's just like, I think the fact that there's no distractions, like, A lot of people would see a downside is, like, you don't have a car. I mean, you can take a car to the island, but you don't – like, I had a bike. Yeah, that's what you're saying. You rode a bike everywhere. You don't need a car. Like, I didn't even – I didn't have a car. So you just walk and bike everywhere, which is, like, if you live in New York or something, that's, like, normal or whatever. But for me, I've always driven a car everywhere. Um, But living there, it was, like, I guess someone would think a downside is you don't have a car. But in reality, I think it's an upside because, you know, you're riding through the jungle every day to go to do what you want to do. Like if I'm going to train jiu-jitsu, I'm riding through the jungle and seeing people that I know in the community and waving and, you know, enjoying the, the culture instead of driving in a car on a freeway for 45 minutes. You know, so it's just a completely different perspective.
0: What was it like training jiu-jitsu in Panama?
1: It was sick. It was so sick. The people in uh, in uh, it's called Bokas fight gym they uh, are super happy super welcoming super nice people um, it was completely it was completely different than here like the gym is like a lot older and like materialistically like not in the best place but the people and the energy and the culture is just like out like amazing like the discipline and the way that Alex the the professor not professor the uh, brown belt that runs the gym there um, he uh, he's he just trains like so well and he trains all the people there so well and everyone's so tight and connected it's just like a great it's a great place to to go and train yeah for sure
0: you like recently decided that you're gonna take jujitsu a lot more seriously
1: yeah well i think it's like uh it's like uh I don't know how to explain it. It's just something that I love doing that has so many benefits that I think a lot of people don't realize how many benefits there actually are to just doing, to, like, having a sport. It's, like, the way I like to explain jiu-jitsu and, uh, like, certain other things, too, is, like, it's, like, killing, like, 40 birds with one stone. Explain that. Like, you know how people are, like, oh, you kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. It's, like, killing, like, 40 or, like, 60 birds with one stone because think about it by just the act of showing up and just doing jujitsu consistently over the years you have the potential to make money in a career you're building community you're building mental health you're building physical health you're building all these different things it gives you the opportunity to travel it gives you the opportunity to compete and stay sharp and when you're sharp you can be sharp in other areas of life so it's like And it just trains your mind to think with all these different principles that are so effective to use in other areas of life, like just dynamic problem solving and all these different things that you can apply to like anything. So it's like just doing jujitsu, like it solves like so many other problems. And that's why I think it's so powerful. And that's why I've like made a lot of space in my life to continue to do it as much as possible.
0: Yeah, dude, that's really cool. Um, What got you into it initially? I mean, I I remember just one day you were telling me you were going, but was there something that inspired you to start going?
1: Yeah, it was a a knee injury.
0: (laughs) Oh, a knee injury? Oh, yeah, from the running. Yeah, from the ultra marathons. Yeah, so last podcast, I think we were talking about the ultras, and now we both have knee injuries from the ultras. (laughs) We legit both have. So Evan got into jiu jiu jitsu and I started riding bikes.
1: (laughs) That was about like a year and a half ago? Dude, yeah. Yeah. We finished the last Ultra Marathon and then um the hundred K or I did the hundred K you did the fifty K. And uh we both had knee injuries after (laughs) so we picked up different sports. Oh my god. But yeah, that's what got me into it. I also uh I was always inspired by like I also wrestled in high school, but I didn't I hated wrestling when I was in high school. I didn't like it at all because I feel like I was forced. But um I feel like I just, I always thought martial arts was like so cool. Why did you feel like you were forced? I feel like everything in high school was forced. What do you mean? It was just everyone's like, it was like expectations of other people. Ooh, look, that guy caught a fish. Oh yeah, you did. That was a big fish. That was
0: a huge fish.
1: It was just like the, um, like the rigid schedules in high school. And like most of high school I feel like was just bullshit. Yeah. Other than weights class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, in my opinion. And, uh, and like the community, I guess, the friendships.
0: But, well, see, that's what's interesting about the nine to five life is it almost feels like it's just a continuation of that rigid schedule. It's
1: just like and high school. It, yeah, and yeah, that's kind of what
0: you're born into, right? You're born, and you, I mean, some of my earliest memories are grade school, just being told what to do, doing someone else's schedule. Yeah. And it, it seems like the natural continuation of that. Is to get
1: the nine to five job, keep being told exactly, what to do, yeah. Where They're to be, building to you think. to be a nine to fiver, like literally. That's what high school and college, I think, do is because if you think about it, like it's training your mind and building core habits to just not to just learn how to be told what to do instead of going out and figuring out what you want and then getting after it. You know.
0: Well, so, I mean, I think you broke away from that pretty early, right? Like after high school, yeah. You <laughs> kind of just started doing your own thing. And you started a business, and you were making enough money to live on your own, which I thought was super sick. Yeah. And I was in school learning how to start a business, yeah. and meanwhile, you were actually out there starting a business, yeah. um, which is uh, ironic, I think. And then now you're doing jujitsu, and you do door-to-door sales, and yeah,
1: you you go to Panama when you want. I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty detached. Yeah, I don't like society very much. <laughs> I would live. I I'm one of the types of people that once I save up enough money, I think I'm gonna just like live off the grid and learn how to invest (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what I want to do yeah honestly like um, but yeah that's it's pretty accurate I feel like when I was like after high school I was just so like stuck up with being told what to do because that's all that they do everyone's just trying to form you into their mental box of their expectations of what they want you to be or how they see you and it's like suffocating and so I had like a lot of like businesses that like, they didn't really make shit. Honestly, they all fucking sucked. But um, like well, they made they made decent sucked. they made decent money, and like I learned. But it was never anything substantial until I got into solar. Selling solar was like my first real money. Um, and then that's where I learned a lot. And started to learn more.
0: So I mean, what advice would you give to someone who is kind of stuck in that societal loop? of you know just being told what to do doing what they think other people want them to do not what they actually want to do like i mean number one is how do you break away
1: and two is how do you find what you want to do that's a fucking hard question to answer but because it's different for everyone it's like you just have to do random stuff that breaks up your habits like you just have to like if you feel trapped like just start changing random stuff like if you don't like your work change and figure it out as you go because like in the end of the day everyone's just figuring it out as they go even if they think they're not that's what everyone's doing I mean so I like to call that like jump in the deep end and then figure out how to swim approach that's all it is like yeah it, that's I mean that's what you do that's, well, what, I think that's really what life is like you just figure it out as you go like pe- people think like you have to read a book to learn how to do something which reading is good. I love reading, but I think that, um, I think that to learn something real, you have to just go scrap and just do it. And that's like the most pure form of learning.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, like I, I know some people though, like they wanted to learn, am not going to name names, but, uh, Google ads. Right. Uh-huh. And I've done Google ads in the past. And I mean, the way you learn it is you just, you just start running an ad, you figure it out as you, you're yeah, doing you lose it, money and you, figure you it out. lose yeah. some money as yeah. you're doing it. You watch tutorials, you read up on it kind of as a supplement to your, uh, hands on learning. Um, yeah. but this person bought, like th- they'll try to read a book on Google ads before they even experiment with, with it. And they try to like learn the whole thing before they actually take that first step. And I, I
1: just think that's kind of a backwards approach. Yeah. Um, and, and, dude, think about it. That's what all of high school and grade school and college is. I mean, is. it's how you're. It, that's it's how, how they kind of train you to learn. But think about the whole big picture of it all. It's literally, like, all from, like, the start of the school system. It's training that mindset of, oh, I need to figure it out before I start. Yeah. It's like you're going to read a bunch of books, and then you're not going to know shit when well, you start. Well, that's why
0: no one ever starts because it's not possible to learn <laughs> everything because you never before get Before you there. start, right? You're never so going to get if there. If you try to learn the entire – thing that you're trying to learn before you you do it
1: you'll never do it yeah exactly you just gotta go scrap and figure it out i feel like that's the most important thing like you can't like you can't there's no black belt that never trained jujitsu yeah they didn't yeah, know There's you, you no can't black belt study that, your you way through study a, you your way to a black get a black belt. belt by reading a book like yeah, you actually you, have you to have get to your ass kicked as a work. white belt yeah you have to train for it's a few years it's not even possible it doesn't exist i don't think i mean i don't know i'm only a blue belt but who knows
0: I mean, I feel like that was kind of your. That's kind of your approach with everything. I mean, that, that's you basically went to Panama and you figured it out. Like, yeah. I've always kind of thought, oh, like I don't know how to travel the world, and I think no that's one does. <laughs> no one does right. <laughs> no and one does. here you just There's no go right travel the world. Way. Like, you don't try to figure it out first. You just do it and figure it out as yeah. you go. That's I like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's important because uh, then you get stuck in like this like analysis of like. You ever heard that term like paralysis analysis whatever they say? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what like that's what it is. People are so. Stuck.
0: How do you break habits? I mean, this is a big question too. I'm throwing a lot of big questions at you, but you said the the way to kind of break that pattern is to break your habits. Yeah. And how do you how do you approach that? I mean, do, do you have to do like a full reset? Or can you tweak it?
1: Well, I think for me, like I'll use an example. Um, Like I, when I was like 17, for some reason, my dad was always very like spiritual. So he always like, he talked a lot about like meditation and like different things like that. So when I was 17, I got kind of like obsessed with trying to figure out how to build the habit of meditation. And I'm 23, almost 24 now. And it only became a daily habit like a year ago. So, like, only – I started at 17 and only, like, a year, a year and a half ago. Now it's a daily habit. I yeah. haven't missed – I've only missed six days in the last, like, year and a half oh, wow. of meditation because it's it's just ingrained into me now because I started when I was 17. So, it's, like, it's such a freaking challenging thing Yeah. to change a habit. Like, it takes so much effort and time. But I think the easiest way to do it is to change your environment, like – that's like one of that was my my biggest motivators to go to panama was i was just living in the jungle like by myself and it was easy to have like a simple clear schedule of what i want to do and just go do it without all the distractions of daily life and family and all that type of stuff so yeah
0: i think environment's everything for me Environment's so
1: important because think about it: if you're surrounded by like negative people and stuff like it's just not possible like you're not going to change like, you're just going to be stuck in the same loop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah,
0: like, I uh, well I bought the condo in February, and I was living there. And then Apple said that we had to be back in September. So yeah. in August, I rented out the condo and moved back in with my parents for a month, or at least what, what I thought was going to be a month, because I was going to move to the Bay Area in September. Yeah. And then, so I moved into my house temporarily, and then Apple postponed – to October and then they postponed to December and then then February and then they postponed now even to some unknown date Um, and now I've been at home for like half a year and I feel my habits getting worse I feel my mentality is not as clear like I kind of feel myself being pulled back into the child that I once was living in that same bedroom yeah you know, when I was 16 yeah, and exactly. I get in stupid arguments that I would have back then. Yeah. And I get assigned exactly. chores and it, it's really destructive, I think to being like a productive, human. independent human. Yeah. It's, it's not good. And it's not good at all. <laughs> I know I keep talking about it, but I, I think what you just said is totally true. Changing yeah. the environment. So I will be moving up soon, but it uh, kind of creeps up on you. Like, you don't even realize that your habits are getting worse until it, like, hits you and and you kind of look down at yourself and you're like, whoa, Yeah, what am Dude, I like doing? Dude, like, a good
1: example, bro, like, when I was in Panama, I didn't watch a single television show or movie Wow. besides studying jiu-jitsu for, like, 87 days or wow. 89 days or something like that, and I tracked it every day because I just feel like TV and movies is just a complete waste of time. And last night, like, I watched an entire series in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah, but that's Squid Game. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> that's good. That's my a good brain show. felt melted afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that's what I'm saying. I just love being, like, detached from everyone and everything yeah. and being able to come into society, like, when I want. Um, I feel like that, like, just independence is so important.
0: Well, it's really weird because when something becomes a habit, you don't even – well, you're not oftentimes aware of taking that action. I'll explain that. For example, um, pretty much every time I get in bed before I go to bed, I open up my phone, I go on YouTube and I watch twenty minutes of YouTube. Yeah. And it's so like it's such a routine of mine yeah. now that I often don't even realize that I'm watching YouTube until I'm already watching it. Yeah. So I have a habit of laying down, opening up my phone, clicking YouTube. Searching for like a video. purpose well, it's just so ingrained like into me like I'm, I'm not consciously yeah. thinking oh I want to go on YouTube. My body just does it Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm watching YouTube and I'm I snap out of it I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah wasting so much time on YouTube and just Instagram. It's
1: so dumb. Yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah, I know if you saw my laptop dude, I have YouTube have, have I showed you how I have YouTube set up on my laptop the the blocker, right? Yeah, it blocks all the feeds. Yeah, and it has no ads yeah so like it's just like if i i can only if i'm on youtube like there's nowhere to click except like the search bar to like search something if i think that i want to go find and learn something yeah
0: i mean and youtube as a tool is great but youtube as a social media or as a source is like a tv supplement can be very bad because it's so easy to just watch another five minute video right you're done you're about to turn it off, and then a five-minute video pops up, and you're like, "Oh, I got five more minutes, right?" And then yeah. you keep getting into that cycle of just, "Oh,
1: all right, I got a few more minutes." Yeah. And then it's just a mess, and you waste like fucking eight hours. And then it totally pulls you away from like what you should be doing. I mean. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like I feel like it's just for me personally. It's like a, it's like a, a electronic like reproduction of what of life. Yeah, and it's not. There's no like touch or smell or taste or feeling. It's just like, it's like this brainwashing screen that what just like pulls you in. It's, it's like this just like mess. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like programming your brain to whatever it produces. That's so, what, I what
0: were your thoughts on Squid Game, dude? That show was crazy. <laughs> I watched
1: the entire thing yesterday, after work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Yeah, well, (laughs) what you said was pretty interesting in the cafe that it, like,
1: really represented the full spectrum of human. Dude, everything, bro. Yeah. Like, every corner of human psychology was displayed in that show, I think. I mean, from what I've learned, because it shows, like, how people come together as community. It shows how people betray each other. It shows people, like, loving each other and then people, like, mistrusting each other. People, like, teaming up and creating, like, cliques and, like, gangs and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then thinking that they're better than the other person and, like, just all this different psychology was so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think about it?
0: No, I thought the same thing. I thought it was freaking mind-blowing. I've never seen a show like it. Yeah. Um, and I, I almost, like, felt bad for the characters once they got there. Like I said, they, they get – I mean, this is a spoiler alert, but if you w- – when they all get to the room and they're all sleeping and they go through that first event, my mind – my thought process was like dang, like what if they want to go home, right? But yeah. then they got sent back home and they all decided <laughs> to come back. You're burning and then, it, <laughs> and then I was like, Well shoot. Now I don't feel as bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy show, dude. Yeah, that was gnarly, dude. Holy shit.
0: Would you do it?
1: No. You wouldn't do it? No. Not no. At all. Cause it's like it's like it's just for money. Like you're uh saying basically I feel like if I participated in that game, it would be like me saying a bunch of money is more valuable than like my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is
0: not true. Yeah. Dude, I heard something recently. It was like, uh, would would you trade lives with someone who had cancer but $10 million?
1: Fuck no. No.
0: Right. Hell no. So... 10 million dollars. Actually, (laughs) I think what it was is like if you had one day to live, right? You have cancer, but you get $10 million, right? Would you take it? No. Right. What are you going to do with the money? So that means that your answer just told me that one day is worth more than $10 million.
1: Wait, you lost me. Right. I'm just saying my time is worth more than ten I'm saying million dollars like my the time I have left on earth to like go explore and find new things is worth way more than any fucking dollar no, but what I'm saying or a material is, item what I'm like,
0: saying is that i like let's say I give you ten million dollars, yeah, but the catch is that you you would die in twenty four hours would you do it
1: you give me ten million dollars to die in twenty four hours
0: Th- The point is no. that. The an- The obvious answer is no. Yeah. No. Right? No. 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 Which means that one day of your life is worth more than $10 million. Yeah. Right?
1: 100%. Because, like, think about it, dude. Like, like there's this – do you listen to Alan Watts at all?
0: Sounds familiar. What is
1: it? Alan Watts. He's, like, a philosopher from, like, the 70s. Okay. And something he says is, like, it's so interesting if you listen to the way that he thinks and the way that he talks. He he uses this example as like people think pleasure comes from like material items, right? They think it comes from like nice dinners and like cars and like a yacht or something like that, right? Yeah. People really truly believe this in America. and But what he says is he uses the example of like I don't know how to He explains it so well. I don't know how to explain it. But in the end, what he basically says is like real human pleasure comes from developing the self and like learning new skills and developing and honing in on a skill set. Not like buying a yacht. It's like owning a sailboat versus a yacht. You yeah. Know what I mean, people work and they have all this money to go drive a yacht. But all you do on the yacht is sit around and not, you don't do anything. You get like party on it or whatever. But. And then the sailboat's like a skill that takes like years to develop in order to just drive the damn boat. Yeah. But that's like the sailboat is pleasure. The yacht is like, to me, the yacht is like miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have a sailboat.
0: <laughs> well, I think real pleasure comes from like being proud of yourself for doing something that was yeah, hard. Exactly. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. The pleasure for running the ultra marathon came after the ultra marathon was done. Exactly. Yeah. But I have this sense of pride in myself That I stuck with it and ran every day for three, four months training, then did the race, finished the race. Like, to me, that is something that it's like I overcame a mental blockage that kind of similar to what you're talking about with jujitsu has impact in other areas of life. Right. Because now I know that something that sounds extremely difficult, almost impossible that I can then do and overcome I mean, you see that pattern in everyday yeah. life, right? Like learning shit for work, learning how to code for me. You can do anything. You yeah. can do
1: anything. Like if you can run a fucking ultra marathon, like you can, you shouldn't have limiting beliefs about shit. Yeah. You can go do anything. Like it's just, it's so, it's so hard. It Like it builds this sense of confidence that like yeah. if you make the space and the time to do something, like you can do it. And I think the opposite like, of pleasure or, or happiness or whatever,
0: I mean, opposite of happiness this is a very big topic, but. Um, is kind of always taking the short-term win, right? Like if there's a cookie on the table, the short-term win or the short-term pleasure is eating that cookie. Yeah. The long-term win is saying no, right? Yeah. In the moment, it's harder to say no. Of yeah. course you want the fucking cookie. Yeah. But in the long run, you'll be more proud of yourself if you take the long-term win over the short-term win. I mean, yeah. you see that in life a lot too, right? Yeah. Um, so I think people who constantly take the short-term win... They constantly choose pleasure over discipline in the moment, Yeah, typically are more unhappy
1: from what I've seen. 100%, I think so personally, yeah. Because they think pleasure and happiness comes from like feeling good right now. Yeah. And for me, happiness and pleasure comes from like eating shit and like suffering all day and then feeling good at the end of the day because I just did that. And by eating shit you mean healthy? (laughs) No, I mean eating shit like suffering and like working hard, like eating shit like, um, like failing like you know what i mean oh eating shit like on a skateboard (laughs) yeah no like like fucking things up like (laughs) that was probably the wrong term i thought you
0: meant eating like healthy food that tastes like shit
1: no no i I mean like uh like like fucking things up and like 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 embarrassing yourself and like working hard and like doing whatever and then at the end of the day you feel so good like that feeling is the pleasure yeah at the end of the day where you're like oh fuck i just did that yeah like that's cool i agree yeah yeah that's that's what i think it's very very true
0: um what? So I'm also pretty fascinated
1: by just the fact that you do door-to-door sales. <laughs> it's funny cuz I'm I'm not even that I'm like I'm I can close deals but I'm not like a top performer in the office. Yeah. But I think recently it's become really fun for me.
0: Well, and again, I mean, coming back to the same theme, I feel like door-to-door sales is one of those things that has kind of exponential positive impact in your life, right? Like if you can go and talk yeah. to a stranger and sell them solar, you could probably go talk to that girl exactly. over there. Yeah. You could probably, you know, have more mature conversations with friends.
1: You could probably just get through life better. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing is like, like when I started it, like I, I like struggled to find where, like what place it has in my life. Cause it's like, it's not like my full-time career. Like I don't want it to be. Um But And then like I used to think like Oh it's It's pointless to Like waste time Trying to like Just to make money Like doing something I don't like to make money Because I didn't like it For a long time Like I hated it It was like It was kind of miserable But that's just because I sucked at it And Now that I'm starting to realize Hey I can actually Kind of like close deals I will
0: (laughs) What up bro What's up man (laughs) of (laughs) who? (laughs) (laughs) thanks bro that guy follows me on youtube he must be one of my 68
1: subscribers (laughs) 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 oh but but um but yeah dude it's like once i learn how to like communicate and do it it's like it's actually kind of fun yeah and it's rewarding like you feel good at the end of the day if you did all the work that you said you're gonna do you Wait, know, what are we talking about again? I totally sales. got distracted. Oh, sales. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's... I feel that too. Um, well, you said that...
1: And it's also really hard to do it if you don't have a good team. Like, I didn't have a good team for like two months because I was working for like this online company, but I was still selling in person. And it was like basically impossible to work like it was just hard to yeah. go do the job and so I struggled for a bit but I just switched to like this giant sales team and they're like it's really motivating to go out and clap deals <laughs> it's fun um, you I mean you talked about this
0: ebb and flow of liking and then disliking your job and liking it and disliking it again yeah. what, what do you think causes those cycles um, Cause I feel that too with my job. Like, yeah, I t- I love my job on like Fridays, Friday afternoons. Yeah. It's the best job in the world. Yeah, I Monday think, mornings.
1: I think for I hate me, hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think it was just like uh, like focusing on like what I can't control because focusing on what I can control. Um, cause there's like so much anxiety in sales if you, uh, if you set like too high expectations for yourself. Like if you say, Hey, I have to go like do one presentation today or two presentations today. Yeah. Like that's completely out of my control. But if I say, Hey, I'm going to go knock like 15 or 20 doors today. Like I can go get that done and then go home. And if I get a deal, great. If not, then I don't care.
0: Yeah. But I still got the work done. So what are the things in your job that you can control? And what are the things that you can't
1: control? Uh, just knocking doors and hours worked. Just right? being consistent with it. Just knocking doors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then can't control is like, if I close a deal or not, you can't control that. It's just like, if, if you find someone that's interested, then great. If not, then you don't have any money that week. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Which I think is cool, but I don't know. It's fun right now. Right now I'm starting to learn more about it and just develop it over time and get better at it. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: What was the quote you said? Oh yeah. So. This is the first podcast we've done in public. And uh we were talking about maybe doing it in a cafe. And Evan was a little bit worried about what people would think of us. <laughs>
1: no, I was And just then you had a funny it's quote. It's just burnt to do a podcast in the middle of a cafe, I feel like, cuz I don't know. Well, not
0: in the middle of a cafe. I was thinking like outside, you know. I mean, we could we could have done. It. It's no different than here. But like the, point, people, the, like, <laughs> the point is, you said everyone's just a fucking worm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Can you explain that? <laughs> what was it? What was the exact quote you said? I I was just saying like, we're all just on a rock. Like if you think about humans exi- or humans existence, like we're all just like these worms on a rock. And th- this is this was presented, like in think the about context it, of, of explaining why you shouldn't care what people
0: think of you. Yeah, because right? think why, about why, why should you not care?
1: Because think about like we're if you look at the how tiny we are as humans, like we're literally this fucking speck, like the size of this grain of sand, like in the middle of this thing called like space. Yeah. And we're just a bunch of like little worms running around this rock, like fighting each other and like trying to kill each other and like trying to be better and like compete with one another. Like we're just a bunch of stupid worms. If you think about it, like the hum- humanity, like we're just a bunch of like insects in the, in the perspective of like looking at earth from like light years away. We're just like some insects. Yeah, you sent me that video the other
0: day. It was really good. It, it was like yeah. basically, you know, if you're having a bad day, if you're stressed, uh, watch this Realize video. Realize that your life it, is meaningless. And <laughs> it, it just showed this very zoomed out and no one cared. picture of the Earth, kind of like, um, oh, what the frick is that astronomer's name? What? Uh, have you ever seen the pale do pale blue dot photo? Yeah. yeah I it's, you that. show it's basically one of those where we're literally just a floating rock on a uh beam of light floating in the universe yeah and if you think that your problems are a big deal look at this photo and you'll realize that nothing really matters <laughs> yeah exactly like it's not but then some things matter right like if nothing matters why do we but then work like, out why do like, we not read not like, and try to get better
1: yeah i feel like it's not nothing matters like oh i feel sorry for myself like nothing matters i'm not important it's like Nothing matters, so you may as well make the best of it and see what you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like nothing matters. Like, the worst that could happen is not that bad ever. Yeah. And it's hard to practice it. Like, obviously, everyone struggles with it. Like, everyone feels fear. But Well, the best advice that I, I ever got, thought, one of the best
0: pieces of advice is, uh, so I was in a fraternity in college, and I was the treasurer. And as the treasurer, I felt somewhat responsible and felt like I kind of had to be, you know, a little bit more, I guess, wary of, you know, I I couldn't just go party every night. Like I had to kind of keep things straight. And uh, I don't know, I just remember I had a buddy who was the exact opposite, right? Like would show up to parties. With short shorts and a freaking who this outfit didn't even make sense, right? And he told me, he's like, dude, like you, he's like, this isn't serious. Like you just gotta, like nothing matters, bro. Like just have fun and, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but ba- basically the the point is kind of what you said. Where like, don't take don't take things too serious. Um, yeah. you can use I guess that philosophy to your advantage when needed but i don't know if it's what you want to live by in every moment right like if you, if every moment of life you go through life thinking nothing matters well you're probably not going to get anything done but yeah. when there's hardship and when you're stressing out and when things aren't going your way it, it's nice to remind yourself that we're just worms on a dot in the universe yeah literally
1: <laughs> that's what we are yeah if you think about it um but yeah yeah, that was kind of the thinking behind it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, well, that's all I had to talk about today. Should we <laughs> scrap on the beach or what? I'm down to do some jujitsu. All right, we should scrap. <laughs> that sounds better than this. All right, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. we got to do another one. My pleasure, Maybe bro. next time in the wine cellar or something.
1: Yeah. That'd be sick. All Maybe right. we get some random person on the on the podcast. Who knows?
0: That'd be cool to talk to some new people. Yeah. All right. We'll see Peace.
1: Later.